welcome to the Celebration Sessions with me, Connor Clear, a podcast unpacking life, loss and love. This is my little exploration into how we fall in love, how we celebrate the milestones we mark and how we can talk about the inevitable loss we'll meet along the way. A reminder of the positivity that can come from making the most of the important times. Above all, a reminder of how important it is now more than ever to celebrate. So thanks for joining me on this journey. This is the Celebration Sessions podcast. Welcome to the Celebration Sessions with me, Connor Clear. Delighted you're back with us for another episode. Um, Now, I'm looking forward to this one uh, because we're talking love this time around and weddings, really. And in such a changing landscape regarding weddings... I want to talk about a reasonably uh, new organisation and I guess ultimately a new way uh, of doing the ceremony as well. So today we're talking ethical celebrancy. Uh, We're going to learn more about the Irish Ethical Celebrants Society and it's a a super group that I'm very proud in fact to have been a member of since its inception. And I'm delighted uh, to introduce the society's founding member and fellow ethical celebrant Yvonne Cassidy. Yvonne, how are you doing? How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you very much um, for chatting to me today. How have you been? Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, you know yourself, the the wedding industry is fairly quiet at the moment, um, but trying to trying to keep busy and trying to keep on top of things with um, with the society and yeah. you know planning courses and stuff like that to keep everyone's skill sets up. So very yeah, good. it's it's up and down, up and down, mm. yeah. uh, and. Yeah, interesting. You've actually just hinted on something there about how much change there's been. Obviously, we've seen an awful lot of change in the last nine months or a year or whatever it's been. But actually, when I was thinking about the society and thinking about how much the wedding landscape has changed mm. over the last, uh, I, I don't know, decades in, in Ireland, really. Yeah. Um, you know, like for myself, I got married 10 years ago um, and it just it seems like it was a lifetime ago it's so different um I'm my, like my husband's always laughing saying he's glad that we got married then and not now because it would be a very different wedding I would have today <laughs> it was very paired back um back in the day when I did but yeah it's I think it's changed hugely yeah, um yeah, and even when yeah. I got married myself you know there was really in terms of your ceremony it was really the church or or a civil ceremony now there may have been other options kind of available but I think there wasn't um the accessibility to the information as there is now so it was harder to find out about things yes yes um so you know I had a civil ceremony it was in um in the hotel that I got married in and even that was a little bit unusual you know there would have been a lot of my guests who had never been to a civil ceremony and I think I'd been only to maybe two of them myself so you know you were really you kind of had either this option or the other option and that was really it whereas I think that's one of the biggest differences now and that's the biggest change um you know for weddings over the last decade is the the choice the choice that you have choice yeah whether it's for your ceremony whether it's your venue you know there's so many different um boutique venues popping up um and you know it's it's great On, on one hand it's great on another hand I can imagine just being completely overwhelmed if you were planning a wedding right now um but yeah i think it's the choices available and the um the information that is available yes. you know you have online groups facebook groups platforms online magazines whereas again 10 years ago i don't really rem- remember anything like that um kind of being around so 
if you didn't know about something, you had to go find it. It was a lot harder to find out the information. Yes, you, you've actually hit the nail on the head because I think there are two sides to this. Like, in, it, mm. I, I do sense from when I meet couples, when I chat to them, there is so much choice and that can be a little overwhelming. But then on the other side of it, then yeah. we're living in this age of technology where information is so so readily available and, and unlike that i think then for any couple planning wed- weddings there are so many resources online like you say facebook groups and um yeah just so much support for you as as you plan your your, your big day i guess really isn't there there is it's kind of uh, you know there's two sides to it too as well though i think there's a lot of um there can be a lot of pressure on people yes as well yeah, because you're yeah, seeing yeah. all these amazing like instagram weddings going up um online and that is true you know yeah. the pressure i'm again i'm glad myself that when i got married there wasn't all of that pressure and um, really there so uh, yeah i think there's there's two sides as you say to every story it's yeah. fantastic on one hand and on another and um, it can put a bit of pressure or maybe just um give you a little bit of overwhelm but you know as you said there's there's so many groups there's so many professionals there who are willing to give their time who are willing to give their advice so you know it's always um it's always important to reach out to people and to ask the questions and then go off and make your own decision as well (laughs) absolutely and in fact here's what i want to ask you as well because everything had been going so well with, with choice and the wedding landscape been really doing so well We've seen so many changes, and in fact, I think probably one of my personal favourites, uh, favourite moments and, and and changes, I guess, was uh, the marriage equality vote in Absolutely, 2015. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and we as a country had been going on this amazing journey, and then yeah. March 2020 happened, and everything yeah. falls apart. Yeah. So, what have you noticed in that regard? Again, I think it's um, just two sides to the story. You know, you have the couples who are devastated and they've had to change their plans with days notice. And, you know, the the uncertainty, I think that's around, Um, regardless of kind of what's going on. I think the uncertainty around because unfortunately, some venues aren't going to survive this. You know, some businesses aren't going to survive this. So you have couples who have maybe planned for two, two or three years and they're just devastated. And on the other side of it, you have couples who maybe, you know, this is a blessing in disguise for for one for a better way of, of describing it, you know, who maybe got coerced into having the bigger wedding and they didn't want it or, yeah, or you know, I, I think it's shifted priorities for a lot of people. And I think it's really important for couples now to, to just kind of sit with it. And if you had the big day planned, and I've, I've, you know, I've said this to a few of my clients, like if you have your big day planned and you want the 100, 150 guests, you want all your friends and family there, you, the best thing I think you can do is postpone at the moment. It's just, it's too uncertain and you're just causing yourself undue stress. Whereas I think for some people, it's like it's made them look at it and go, well, okay, you know, I just want to get married. I don't care if I have 100 people there. I don't care if I have 20 people there. And for a lot of people, they're able to pair it back now. They're able to kind of claw back a little bit of, you know, maybe what they wanted originally and kind of got sidetracked into having all the bells and whistles that they maybe didn't want. So, yeah, there's two sides to the story. I think you have the couples who are devastated and the couples who are secretly delighted. (laughs) Because, to be fair, it does take the awkwardness out of the guest list numbers. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, yeah, because that can, can be a minefield. It's the hard, like it's the hardest thing, 
um, I found with planning a wedding for my own self was like, that was the worst. That was the worst thing. Was yeah, sitting, yeah. Who do you sit beside who? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> and so, even yeah, the numbers. The numbers, yeah. Who do you, who do you cut? Who do you invite to the after? So I think, yeah, I think for some people, um, you know, it's, it's really helped them to kind of prioritize things. Uh, and uh, as well, I think, obviously, look, if you want a big wedding, then, yeah, follow your gut and go with that and absolutely postpone. But I will say, like some of the ceremonies that I've done over the last while, you know, with smaller numbers, they've been so intimate, so beautiful. And, and mm. there is a lot to be said for it, I think. Yeah. If it is something that you think you could entertain... It is just so beautiful to have just, you know, an intimate, you know, might just be close family and friends. And and there can be a lot to be said for it. Absolutely. Know? And, you know, I, I did one in September there and they had a seating plan for the ceremony, which I thought was fantastic because people who live together, or couples that were at the wedding, they could sit together. So it didn't feel like everyone was, you know, really spread out. It was really intimate. Right. And that wedding had originally been, I think, about 150. And when, okay. when we actually eventually did do it, it was about 30 people. And it was lovely. And they just seemed to have such a good day. And they were able to get around to everybody and talk to everybody and actually spend time. So I, you know, I definitely think it's something don't be afraid to to take a look at it. If you have your big wedding planned and I would I would kind of say to people, OK, if you have the big day planned, sit down and cut your guest list and sit with that for a minute and see how does that feel. And if that just fills you with such sorrow at the thoughts of having to cut out people, well, then there's your answer. You want the big celebration. You yeah, should hold yeah. out for the big celebration. But if, you know, if you're happy with that, if you're kind of going, mm, you know, I'm OK, that's OK. I don't mind, mm. you know, just having these people um, or I don't mind even maybe changing my venue. That might be something that people have to do as well. Um, well, then maybe entertain the thoughts of having a smaller wedding, you know. There's no right or wrong answer, I think. It's, no, this is it. And like that, you have to follow your gut. Yeah. Ultimately, it is your big day. So you have to do what you want to do. And like... Even COVID aside, I've always said to, to couples because they will say, oh, um, my granny isn't happy that we're not doing it, doing it in a church. And I'll say, well, look, we can say a prayer if you want to. We can do that. Mm. But, but ultimately, it is it is yeah. your day. Uh, now, of course, uh, we met, and if I do the maths, it's actually yeah. only a couple of years, years ago at this stage, when the IECS came into being. So the Irish Ethical Celebrant Society, yeah. talk to me a little bit about where and how the IECS uh, was born. Okay. Um, yeah, so the IECS is actually, it's really only going in this current phase um, since 2018, which again, it seems like ages ago, yeah. um, but it really isn't. It's only a couple of years. Um, and it's, this is, the IECS is kind of the evolution of a previous group um, of independent celebrants. So, I suppose when you're an independent celebrant, there is a bit of a sense of being a lone wolf. You know, a lot of uh, independent celebrants would uh, work solo. You know, I know there are some um, some people who have formed partnerships with other celebrants, um, but I'd say the majority of people don't. You're you're solo celebrant. You know, you work by yourself. Um, so you know, just that feeling of kind of being out there by yourself and and on your own. And there was a previous group that just wasn't really working. You know, people kind of weren't coming together um, enough for it to be effective. So the IECS was formed in 2018. And really what we were trying to do was create a home for independent celebrants to come together, 
to share their experiences, to to share their knowledge and to to be a resource for each other. You know, it's a support network, mostly first and foremost, I think it's a support network for our members, you know, and you've you've been to some of the meetings. You really just you learn from each other and there's different different levels of experience. People, you know, we've different funeral celebrants, we've uh, wedding celebrants, we've people who kind of specialize in naming day ceremonies and such. And it's just, it's a really good group of people. It's a strong group of people. I think, um, you know, everybody's built up this relationship with each other, especially even through COVID because everything's had to go online now. So, you know, we're, we're getting to see more and more people that might not necessarily have been able to come to physical meetings. Um, and it's, it's great. I just think it's really opened up, uh, opened up the membership to everybody. And we just have this really strong community. Uh- And, you know, it is something that I've actually felt consciously uh, as well across the period of time with my membership. I've I've really felt that sense of community and support. It's been really fab. Like, and and it is, yeah, no, it is great to be a member of of the organization. And I think for me as a celebrant to be a member of a group that doesn't necessarily have a belief, a similar belief the way a, a religious group would, because really at the end of the day, Really, what are the core beliefs of the IECS? I mean, the main core belief is is that every person is is worthy of respect and deserves to be treated with dignity, and that's really it. Like that's really the core belief. I mean, you know, we're we're all about building relationships with our clients, but with each other as well, um, and we embrace the diversity of our clients and our members. You know, we've we've worked with people from all over the world. You know, our members are all over Ireland. And as I said, you know, we've we've such a diverse uh, membership and such a a wealth of knowledge and skills within the the membership, um, which is fantastic. And yeah, I just think, you know, it's all about building relationships, treating each other with dignity and respect and um, embracing that diversity. We also promote a culture of excellence amongst our members. You know, it's very important for us that our members keep on top of their skill sets. And that's part of what we do as a society um, is organize workshops and training courses and just general meetups just to keep everybody on top of their game so that when they're out working um, with clients, the, the clients are getting just the very best and um, very best service that they can. And f- for me as well, I think another idea is the thought that we would put the clients or the, the, the couple at the center of the ceremony. It's their celebration. So even if it's a funeral or a memorial ceremony as well, it's it's about putting that person at the center of the ceremony. So it's their Every cele- ceremony, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's their celebrate their celebration really, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And another thing I think as well that is so fantastic about them, you know, our members is, and, and I know you're a part of something that was set up recently as well. It's, it's developing other ceremonies and looking at other ways that we can celebrate life and love and, and loss and, and everything. And I think now, especially everybody needs something to celebrate. Um, and that's, that's just something that we can do as a society. We can look at these. Um, these situations, these milestones in life, and because of our experience, the wealth of knowledge, just the different skill sets we have, we can work together um, to to put these these ceremonies in place for people. Again, it's all about choice. It's about giving people the choice. Ireland has changed so much, and it's important that um, how we celebrate changes with that. Avon permission 
uh, to take that line and use it as a tagline because, <laughs> if, well, that's what I'm hoping this podcast series will will be all about. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's just, it's the idea of celebration. And I think mm. if the last nine months, last year has taught us anything, it's just to embrace those moments. And in a way, like, why wait for the wedding or, or whatever ceremony yeah. or milestone it, it's it's going to be? So I am careering uh, towards my 40th and a little me part too. of me is, is thinking that I should just throw the kitchen sink at it Absolutely. and just celebrate this milestone. Yeah. So um, as, as I said, that, that that's really what I want this podcast series to be about. It's about measuring how we celebrate uh, our, our, our way through, through life. And, and in fact, back to the IECS. You mentioned the subcommittee that that, that, that that I've been on. So the IECS are expanding the range of ceremonies that we offer. So it's not just going to be weddings or funerals. It's mm. actually going to be a whole range of ceremonies and milestones, which is really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I know some of our members have done adoption ceremonies, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, they've also worked with people in the transgender community who want to yeah. celebrate their transition, which, again, is fantastic. You know, so all of these new ideas um, and new ways of celebrating my 40th. I mean, divorce parties as well. I've heard I haven't I don't know anybody who has done a divorce party yes. um, or divorce ceremony. But hey, who knows? You know, you never know what's going to happen. Well, I will tell you this because at some stage in the future and I don't know when, but I will be adding that tab to my website where I offer separation ceremonies. Yeah. Because I had a good chat with a pal recently and um, I went off and I read up about separation ceremonies. And there were some really nice gestures, um, symbols, rituals that you can put into the ceremony. But what I found really nice about it was it's done for the purpose of the child at the centre of the relationship. And it's 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 a way of communicating to the child, look, Mammy and Daddy's love has changed, but mm. you are still very much loved. And and that was the main thrust of the ceremonies that I've seen. So I was quite taken by that. I just thought that was so beautiful. So look, I don't know if Ireland is ready for it yet, but I actually see no reason why it shouldn't because it it's it's a gorgeous idea. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I have um, I did watch a video of one once, um, and it was it was lovely. I mean, the, the the couple were walking through like a woodland, and their kids were behind, and their kids had banners that they had made, and it was all very very pleasant. Mm. And you know, yeah. but yeah, looking at it, I was kind of thinking like I don't know anybody who I I know personally who would do something like that. But um, <laughs> it's better to be prepared and have it ready for when it is needed, Connor. So yeah, absolutely fire away. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, but back to the IECS. And actually, you mentioned that that gorgeous forest area there. And yeah, there are some really nice places around the country where you can conduct a ceremony. But specifically with us and the IECS, we don't have as many limits as to where we can perform yeah. a ceremony. Sure, we don't. No, I mean, once you complete your legal, the legal component, you know, I, I would always say, your legals is the marriage that's your marriage contract we deal with the wedding we deal with the celebration yeah, um, yeah. so once you complete your marriage contract your legal component um with a hse registrar you're, you're free to have a wedding wherever you want because obviously with the with the state ceremony with the civil ceremony they have to abide 
by certain rules and regulations. Um, you know, the venue has to have an identifiable address. It has to be open to the public. So there are all of these um, rules that, you know, they have to abide by for the legal contract to be valid. So it's very important. But once you've done that separately, you can have your wedding celebration in your backyard if that's what you want, if you have the space, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's fantastic that, you know, and because there are so many different options um, in Ireland, like we really are spoiled for choice in, our, in Ireland at the moment. And I think it's certainly since the equality referendum, there just seems to be these boutique venues just popping up all over the place um, and, and opening their doors to weddings. And it's fantastic. Like, again, couples are spoiled for choice. Um, but yeah. no matter what type of wedding you want, I think, you know, we can cater for here unless it's really outdoors. You know, that's always a bit hit and miss. But, you know, you just have to kind of roll with it, I think, if you yeah. want an outdoors wedding in Ireland. Well, this is it. But but of course, one of the previous episodes um, in the series was Sarah and Cormac, who got married outdoors in Ireland and it rained. Oh, no. <laughs> but here's the thing. It was really beautiful. You get some fantastic pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sarah actually made the comments that when she looked back at her pictures, she was beaming. She had this really big smile. And it was very beautiful. It brought everyone together yeah. because like we all huddled under the umbrellas. Um, but here's a question because I am very aware that as celebrants, we all have secret places that we know of that we can bring couples who are maybe eloping or couples that are looking for something just very special and different. So now I'm not asking you to divulge any secret locations, but where is your favorite place for a wedding ceremony? Oh, um, I I absolutely love Glendalough. Oh, that is my favorite place in fab. in the world. I got married there myself, and Lovely. I'm from Wicklow, so I grew up, you know, not too far away from Glendalough. And I've been really lucky to work there a good few times now at this stage. But it's it's just so beautiful, like it's beautiful. The natural and um, the natural beauty. There's loads of little kind of nooks and crannies that you could, you know, if you had just a couple by themselves. You could easily find somewhere, um, you know, somewhere nice and secluded. You have the ruins, you've just the, nice. the beautiful nature. Like I think yeah. you just have everything there. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, I also like a good castle wedding, though. Oh, a the castle drama. wedding! Yeah, very... the drama of a castle is just yeah, very nice. I love them. Very nice. Love and them. in fact, having mentioned Sarah and Cormac, there, their wedding was at Loch Crew in Oliver Plunkett's church. Oh yeah! Oh, that's fab. Very yeah. special. Very in the church, special. Oliver Plunkett's, yeah, I've done Very a couple special. there, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, for... Yeah, that's an amazing venue. Yeah, and then, of course, for a city urban wedding, I love Medley on Fleet Street, yeah. too. Really cool, really cool. It actually rained when I was in La Crew as well. I did it. We got, yeah, we got some fantastic photos. Now, we've talked about the wedding landscape, and we've looked at the, the past and the change we've seen. And look, mm. I don't know if this is a redundant question, given the uncertain times uh, that we're in, but let's look to the future, right? As we sit here now, what do you think uh, the future of the wedding landscape will be? It's really hard to say. Um, and like the next the next few months, I think, will be, will be really telling, you know, what, what venues, I suppose, survive. You know, I've, I've seen a few really distressing kind of posts online and stuff of people yeah. coming on and saying, you know, their venue's closing down or they're not too sure. The venue doesn't know if it's going to be open next year. And, um, you know, so that's, that's really worrying, I think for, for a lot of people. Um, I think 
yeah, I think people are going to look at their priorities. Um, and, you know, like I said, if they want, if, if it's just about getting married and, and they can't bear to wait any longer, I think people will go ahead and and have their small ceremonies or the micro weddings. And a lot of a lot of businesses are adapting and offering now micro weddings and 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 such, which is fantastic. And I suppose people have to just roll roll with it and try and try and adapt. Um, and unfortunately, some people can't, you know. So it's I think the confusion and and the uncertainty is is what's hardest for people at the moment. And even when guidelines come out, I mean, they're not always a hundred percent clear. So you don't know. And you know, yeah, it's 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 very difficult to say. I think, and, and it doesn't help. It the doesn't stress he- of it. it doesn't help the stress at all. Yeah, so absolutely, I think celebration is going to be huge. Celebration and and as you said, holding on to those moments, celebrating every little thing that you can. Um, I think people are going to really look at that going forward and in everything, like with life, love, and you know, I know you'll be talking about it separately, but you know, we've had with the society the focus on memorial services Indeed. and you know Indeed. the importance yeah. of yeah. that yeah. and stuff so i think yeah a celebration coming together with people when we can because that is what people have missed the most through all of this it's not the possessions and it's not the holidays and it's not anything like that it's not being able to see people it's not being able to spend time with people and that's what a celebration to me that's what a celebration is all about it's getting together with those people that you love and and, and just enjoying yourself and, and cherishing the moment. This, this is it. And, and look, a really gorgeous note to wrap this up on. Um, Yvonne, do you know what? I'm really looking forward to a day when I get to be a guest at a ceremony you do. Oh, pressure. <laughs> no, seriously, no, you're fab. I think you're super. And I'm so grateful to you uh, for agreeing oh, to uh, chat to me today. I've, I've nothing but gratitude. Um, and by the way, you don't just do ceremonies. No, you've got a much um, wider wedding business. Uh, yeah, well, I do um, wedding flowers and, and a bit of decor and stuff. So, um, yeah, you can find all my details online. <laughs> Give us the address. Oh, OK. YvonneCassidyWeddings.com. YvonneCassidyWeddings.com. And, of course, for anyone who wants more information on the Irish Ethical Celebrant Society, it's IECS.ie. Avon Cassidy, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, it's been lovely chatting to you. you and too. this has been the Celebration Sessions podcast. Thank you.